If you're in sales and business long enough, you are going to have your list of wins and you are going to have your list of regrets. And at the end of the day, they are both helpful for you. So what I've done is I'm going to share a couple of costly mistakes that I've made. And you just got to figure out, are you going to make them or are you going to avoid them? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Silvenbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios on episode number 176. Costly mistakes I've made. Please learn from them. (laughs) And, you know, it was funny when I was putting this episode together, I was making my list of things that I've struggled with professionally and stupid things that I've done. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, if I added up all the money and all of the momentum, not just money, but just momentum that I would have, that I have lost out on from making these mistakes. Um, this could be a multi-million dollar episode for you. And so from the very beginning, I, Scott Sullivan Bell, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. But I'm hoping that my my sharing of these mistakes will help you out and and give you some guidance on things that are possible and things that you could do. And the cool thing is for any mistake that I made, it's really easy to go, if Scott made that mistake, if I just take the opposite and I do the opposite, I'll probably be okay with the right help, guidance, and structure, okay? So some of these uh, mistakes that I made have been very costly for time, energy, effort, risk, money, and even reputation. So uh, my, my formula for rejection is time, effort, money, time, effort, energy, money, or risk, and now reputation. Now, conversely, the opposite of that is if you don't put in time, energy, effort, money, risk, or reputation, you have the ability to have regret. And so with those six different things, I've got a little bit of rejection and I've got a bunch of regret. So uh, for me, there is a point where your learning is beyond the book and you can you can stay in learning mode too long. So in my mind, from coaching people here, have a little bit of learning and go implement it. But some of the mistakes that I've made in life are like, here, go get some information and then go get some more and then go get some more. And then how about a little bit more information and then not taking action. So there's been plenty of times in my life where I've overlearned. And I know I overlearned because uh, there there's points where I've read books and I've taken classes and the information becomes repetitive. And I'm like, I'm relearning everything that I've learned. It's probably time for me to take some action a while ago. I should have taken action a while ago. So that's the the top on my list, okay? So I'm going to just go through these, I think, 15 items, maybe 16 items, yeah, 15, 16 items of things that I've done, okay? So I was sitting in a class with Todd Brown, and he's a brilliant marketer, and he gets in front of the room, and it, it wasn't, there, I mean, it was a good event. And he says, look, if you're not using paid traffic, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. And like that hit me in the gut. That hit me, that punched me, that punched me in the gut pretty hard. And so I was like, oh my goodness, I better have paid traffic. I better be changing this up. So hence did the opposite, got some paid traffic. 
So I'm I'm at an event. I don't know. Two weeks later, week later, month later, somewhere around in there, and they're talking about list building. Yeah, oh, gosh, dang it! Hadn't been list building. I've had like an Aweber account. I had an Aweber account for years, and just I was paying for it and doing nothing with it. So you know that's tied. That's tied to the next one, which was not not maintaining my Scott Bell consultant site. You know, I started working on that website. Mm, 2009, 2008, 2009, I really started working on building a website. And I was was putting out content at least twice a week, articles. I was tying them to YouTube videos, so I'd I'd shoot a YouTube video. And then from that YouTube video, I would write an article about it. And I could have been really consistent. You know, if if I would have stayed with that and and kept building out the content and just got better with it. I mean, you know, 2008 to now, I would have had thousands, thousands of articles up on the website. There have been tons of traffic coming my way, you know, tons of information. And so, you know, this this whole thing about content creation goes right down that. I mean, I've got 2,600 videos on YouTube. You know, I, I, at one point I was putting up at least a video a day. Some points I was putting up two and three videos a day to hit numbers, to hit what needed to be done. But with that being said, you know, what should have gone with that is articles. There should have been podcasts as well. There should have been more going with it. And even today, like I kind of kicked myself because I learned a strategy two weeks ago and I haven't been following it of taking content, chopping it down, putting it up on, on Instagram reels and, and Facebook and, and then, uh, you know, YouTube shorts. So like, a good reminder of me mistakes that I'm making today. Uh, not doing more client acquisition than content creation. You know, because at the end of the day, you could have a ton of content and have no clients. That's not a good position to be in. That's that's a huge mistake to have. That's that's a problem, right? It's like uh, people who do consulting that only take equity on deals and don't make any money. That's That's a mistake as well. Not building a Facebook group. Like I should have had a Facebook group and started a Facebook group in like 2014. Did I do it? No. You know, I look back and I'm like, I could have had a large Facebook group. Could have had, you know, uh, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 people in a group. And so, you know, that's changed. Got, got the Facebook group. Not networking enough. Not networking enough. Uh, I mean, that one's pretty easy enough to say, hey, these are mistakes that I made and I haven't done enough networking and I should have. And part of that is not getting JVs and looking for the right partnership. And just so you know, there's no perfect process. There's times where you pick the wrong partner. There's times where I've done bad deals. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. I made a bad deal. But that's how you learn. That's how you, that's how you grow. That's how I grow. That's how we both grow, okay? Uh, not automating faster. Not putting enough effort into digital automation. You know, uh, I do have a Calendly link now. It does go to a quiz, which goes to a video, which goes to an offer. And so, you know, we're in a digital age and you can automate just about everything that you're going to do. And so, I mean, like when you're thinking about it and you're like, okay, how much does this all cost me? There are tons of solutions out there. You could pay a couple hundred bucks a month and have just about everything that you need. I mean, you could you could uh, do some free products. You can do some low price products, and maybe get it down to a hundred bucks a month. But you need the automation, and so opposite of that is what I did for a long time, and not having automation, and it cost me a ton. Okay, not buying the right tool. I'm going to tie this to automation, and so once you start making the money that you need, 
you need, maybe it's time to switch up the program provider that you're using, the traffic provider that you're using. You know, um, you can't always leave, live on lifetime deals. Like sometimes a lifetime deal works for you, especially for SaaS, especially for operations. But then there's a point where you're like, okay, I want to go play with the big boys and like, I got to get in the goods and they don't have what you need. Okay. On this list, not consulting sooner. Uh, I read a book from Alan Weissman and uh, Million Dollar Consulting. Read, I read that book. I've read that book quite a few times. Listened to it quite a few times too in the last three years. And like chapter number four, if you get that book, it's freaking amazing, by the way. Alan Weissman, Million Dollar Consulting, chapter four. And like he says this, I think seven times. Consulting is free money. Consulting is free money. Consulting is free. That's the way he says it. And it makes me laugh thinking about it. Consulting is free money. So uh, on this list as well, not multi-purposing my content this whole time. You know, 2,600 YouTube videos, 175 podcasts as of right now. You know, I had a couple hundred articles on Scott Bell Consultant. I should probably rebuild that website. Um, on this list, not creating my own mastermind. Like, gosh, man, that's left a ton of money on the table. Free mastermind? Come on. You know, that's that's monthly reoccurring revenue or yearly revenue. You know, uh, off the top of my head, I don't think I would do a lifetime deal. I don't think I would, you know, because that limits that limits people, that limits revenue. And then, you know, there's the possibility that people don't take it seriously. Not charging enough early on. Oh, gosh, man. You know, here's the thing. Uh, there's a point where you learn time value of money and you start looking at it and you're like, uh, you know what? I'm not charging enough. And then you go in and you're like, I'm, I'm going to double my price. I'm going to, I'm going to double what my, my offer is. And you go in and you double the offer and people are like, yeah, I'll gladly pay you. And you're like, Oh, I don't know why I had that barrier in my mind. I don't know why I didn't think I could do that. I don't know why I got caught on a number. Right? So, uh, here's the thing. There's a lot of times where you can go in today and double your price and be okay. It's just, it's all, <laughs> I'm thinking of Happy happy Gilmore, it's all in the hips. It's all in the confidence. It's all in your confidence, okay? Uh, on my list, not having enough projects. So like there's a point where you can have too many. So the way that I work now is I got a short-term project, a mid-term project, and a long-term project. Those are the three things that I work on. And those are what I work on daily. You know, what's my short-term gig? What's my mid-term gig? And what's my long-term gig? And so like, I don't, I, I start looking at like, what are the things that I can, uh, what are the things that I can cut out of my life? So not saying no, not saying no fast enough. And so when you, sometimes when you deal with high net individuals, high net worth individuals, like their first answer for everything is no, because it's a protection device. If I say no, I don't have to do anything. And if I don't have to do anything, I don't have to change my time. I don't have to change my, my system. I don't have to change the way that I produce it's a way to protect myself. And so like, you know, it took a long time for me to understand that. Not saying no fast enough. You know, there's projects that I got involved with that I shouldn't have. There's things that I've done that I'm like, ooh, looking back on that, not a good gig. So with that being said, it's the perfect time to shift gears a little bit. And I'm going to put this section as other people. So costly mistakes that Scott Sullivan Bell has made, part two, other people. You know, uh, Sticking in and waiting for people instead of jumping. So there's been times in my life where I've stuck around with theoretical projects where all we did was talk about stuff and it just chewed up a, a bunch of time. 
and a tump of, a bunch of energy and a bunch of effort and nothing ever got done. So like if people come to me with a project, you know, I want to like, what's the drop dead date? What, what are we looking at? What are some things on the horizon? And if things don't happen smoothly or quickly, I'm like, look, this project isn't going to work for me. I'm out. I'm done. I'm not going to do this. And I can't, I, I could tell you that there's been a couple of projects that I wasted a lot of time on that were going nowhere. And all the signs were like falling from heaven, like big giant meteors. This isn't going anywhere. And I stuck, stuck going to the meetings, stuck going with the interactions when I should have just said, hey, uh, I'm sorry, this isn't working. I got to bounce. I'm sorry, this isn't going to be what I'm going to do. This project isn't going anywhere. Got to go. You know, in, in sales, they have coffee and donut meetings where you go in there and all they're doing is talking and nothing ever gets done. And you're like, this is just a coffee and donuts meeting. The second that I recognize that there's no momentum, there's no moving forward, I'm like, I'm sorry, this isn't working for me. I got to go. And uh, it may cause you to lose some relationships, but it may cause you to save a whole bunch of time so you can work on a real project. Uh, Part of this is the never-ending rainbow, okay? And so what I mean by that is like, you know, uh, some projects, they're going to tell you there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and it's a magical horizon out on the edge. There is a magical, like, there's going to be money at the end, and, you know, they're selling hope, they're selling the outcome, but what happens is you end up uh, figuring out that you're being led on. You, f- you figure out like, you know what? This isn't working. The- this is going nowhere, which is tied to like sticking in and waiting for too long, except for like, you know, you're like, oh man, I, it, I've, I put in so much time, energy, and effort. You go into the sunk, sunk cost fallacy, so much time, energy, and effort. And at some point you just have to cut the ties. Sometimes you just have to burn the ship and be like, go away ship. I'm going to burn this ship to the ground. And then you move on. With this being said, not setting drop dead dates and walking away from timeframes. Like now you want to do a project. We're going to talk about, okay, what are some markers that we're going to put in place? What does success look like? What does failure look like? And um, here's my drop dead walk away date. If we don't have any of these markers met or any of these things going on, if we can't get it up and running and we can't get a minimal viable project going, I'm out. I'm not going to do it. And I, I put this in place for a very good reason because I wasted a lot of time for deals that weren't going anywhere. And I spent a bunch of time with people who weren't going to do anything. Now, tied to these three things is not hiring the best. So there's a a printer and his last name is Phillips, Phillips Printing. And he has a saying, uh, hire the best, cry once. Hire the best, cry once. And this is very relevant to you and I because when you take a look at mistakes, sometimes you, you're like, mm, I just want to save a couple of bucks. But saving a couple of bucks sometimes is the, the tough way to go. It's the, it's the, I saved a couple of bucks and you have a couple of dollar savings problems. And, you know, when you start thinking about some of the problems you've had in life and you had them because you saved a few bucks, you start getting frustrated. And you're like, for a few dollars more, I could have got the real deal. For a few dollars more, I could have got the best. For a few dollars more, I didn't have to have this grief. And so I highly encourage you, hey, look, if if you were to make a list of your mistakes, if you were to pull back the kimono and you were to share the problems that you have and the problems that you face, what would you put on your list? You know, I, I opened up a lot and said, these are some stupid things that I've done. These are some big mistakes that I've made. And netting it out has probably cost me a couple of million dollars, right? So a couple million dollars of mistakes that I've given here, you here on the, on the How to Sell show. Um, and they're real. You know, I, I want you to know I'm, like I said, when I opened this episode, I'm not perfect. Far from it. And like today, I probably made mistakes, and tomorrow I'll probably make mistakes, but I keep going. 
And I recognize that every time I make a mistake, it tells me how not to do it. So it's not like a negative thing like, oh, poor me, poor me. You know, I screwed up. You talk to every entrepreneur, they probably all have a list. These are all the mistakes that I made. These are all the things that I did that were stupid. And, you know, I look back in sales and, you know, if I were to add one more thing to this list and early on, if not, not, not learning how to close deals sooner, right? I was, I was a pretty arrogant, sucky salesperson. I was probably the 10th worst salesperson on the planet in 2001. I sucked a lot. I thought I knew everything. And, uh, I wasn't humble enough to take direction. I wasn't humble enough to take coaching. And it probably cost me a couple hundred thousand dollars early on in my career. You know, when you take it the, the lifetime value of money and the long-term value of money, it probably cost me more than that. You know, because there's definitely momentum in closing. There's definitely momentum in that field. And so what, what's on your list? What are some costly mistakes that you've made? Like if you had to, t- if you had to do this episode, what would be on your list? You know, what would you, what would you add into like, these are, these are silly things that I've done. These are stupid things that I've done. And I'm kind of curious to how many of these would you agree with, especially the ones at the end where there's other people involved, because that's one of the biggest time sucks. John Carlton, he's a, he's a massive copywriter. This guy's a beast. He's been around for a while. He's an OG. And so he has this thing called operation time suck, operation time suck. And so like, uh, sticking in and waiting for deals that aren't going anywhere, you know, recognizing the never ending rainbow, not setting drop dead dates and not hiring the best. Those are all operation time suck. Those are all things that you can have a problem with. Those are all things that you could do. So what, what is on your list? What, what are the things that you would say, Hey Scott, let's have a conversation and, and sit down for about 30 minutes and I'll outline the stupid things that I've done too. I'll share with you the silly things that I've done. What's, what's on your list? You know, as soon as you recognize them and say, these are some mistakes, you can start looking for the common trends. You can start looking for like, oh, here's the mistakes that I'm making. Here's the things that I keep doing. You know, a lot of mine happen to be around other people. You know, a lot of my mistakes happen to be around not doing it on my own. A lot of my mistakes happen to be around, you know, believing what people were going to say. And and they were giving me the never ending rainbow. And they were, they were telling me to stick in a little bit longer and the deal was going to get better. And the things never showed up. Okay. So, Some of it was business naivete. Some of it was just being slow. Some of it was just a learning process. And I don't, I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing. I mean, I, I fell down a whole bunch of times when I was learning how to walk. I fell down a whole bunch of times when I was learning how to ride a bicycle. I got corrected a lot for my swimming coach. I got a lot, I got corrected a lot for my soccer coach. You know, I got corrected a lot for my mentor. I just look at all these as a learning experience. I, I just, you know, in my mind, I'm like, hopefully I've lived through all the silliness and I start learning faster that I have started learning faster and I don't make as many mistakes as I used to. And that's my encouragement for you. Hey, look, we all make mistakes. There's nobody that's perfect. There's nobody who's going to come out and be like, I am the greatest business person alive and I don't screw up at all. You know, you look at everybody, everybody has deals that go sideways. I watch Shark Tank a lot. All those sharks have been sued. All those sharks have walked away from good deals. All of those sharks have gotten into bad deals. So I'm like, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. They just keep going. They just keep making more deals. They just keep going. And so, you know, I look around the mentors in my life and, and the people that I'm drawn to, the the Jay Abrahams, the Roland Frazier's, the Ryan Dices. I mean, there's a long list. So if you're listening to my episode and you're a friend of mine, you're like, hey, Scott, I've had great influence on you. I had Kevin Hogan in here, right? There's a there's a ton of people that I look at them and they're like, these are the mistakes that I've made. 
And they're like, they cost me money, but if I hadn't done them, I wouldn't have learned. So the thing for you to do is like, here's the mistakes that I made and here's what I learned. Here's the problem that I had and here's the antidote to fix it. So if you go through all of the list of things, the, the, the 20 things that I made a list of today by the time that I was done, like I, there's an antidote for every one of these and they're the opposite, you know? So one of the coolest things you could do is tell people no just to give yourself some time to figure out, is this the right thing to do? You know, there's times where I'm in a do or die situation and it's like, I got to pull the trigger. It's either I do it or I don't. And I had a Black Friday special and I was looking at it and it wasn't, it wasn't a small investment. Okay. So it wasn't like a hundred dollar deal. It wasn't like a thousand dollar deal. It was a, it was, it was a five figure deal. And so I had to sit down for a few minutes and, and go like, look, is it my emotions that want this? Or is it something that I really need to do? Is it, is it something that I'm going to actually take action on? Or is it just something that I want to learn? And it's about a part of life that I'm going to make mistakes on. You know, it's, it's all about business deals. It's all about, you know, uh, making sure to, to do business deals a certain way. And I was like, look, if I'm going to go to the next level of my life, I got to go make some mistakes, but I also got to win. Um, but I got good mentorship in here. And even with good mentorship, you, you can fall down and make mistakes, but keep your journal. I, ha- I have a really good journal of wins, wins and losses, wins and losses. And I've got a whole list of wins. I've got a bunch of losses, but I'm willing to share them. And I'm willing to say, Hey, look, you know, at the end of the day, some of the best losses I have were really a win for these three or four reasons. They were really a good thing for these four or five things. Had I not lived through that, I would have never recognized, you know, it was funny. I I was sharing some concepts with somebody the other day and they had asked a question and I said, I've lived through that. This is why you do these things. And these are, these are the reasons why you don't do these things. And at the end of the day, it's your decision. And they're like, you really lived through this. I can feel it. I can hear it in your voice. And I said, yeah. And these are the things that I ran into and these are the issues that I had. And so, you know, I was on a, on a chat the other day and I, I put in like, you know, learn, you have to have applied knowledge. And somebody responded back, applied knowledge is wisdom. And I was like, man, that's freaking brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. Applied knowledge is wisdom. So go out there and, and get your wisdom. Some of it you can get from a book. Some of it you can get from a podcast. Some of it you can get from a class. But at the end of the day, your wisdom is going to come from your wins and in big letters, your losses. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo. Mahalo.